Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 96. This is Brandon Chin broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. And today we're going to talk about jobs in Japan. So, on previous episodes, we spoke about overwork and how、uh, it's a problem in Japan. I mean, there have been several cases of people literally dying at their desk from being overworked, and there's a word for it, kadoshi, death from overwork. And there's a lot of stories in the news. I think it's really plagued Japan's image as of late. And it's true, as in the overtime, the unpaid overtime is really. Damaging people's quality of life.、Um, as I've worked as an English teacher before, I've been around teachers that have spent 12, 14, 16 hour days、uh, at their place of work as, norm, as the norm. And of course, they don't get paid for it, but they just keep saying to themselves and to the people around them. Uh, that they really hope and wish that they could have some type of yoyu, which is basically space and time for themselves. And I can see how work, when it takes over your life, and especially if you're not getting、uh, rewarded for it through money, <laughs> it can be pretty tough on the soul. And I can see that in my friends physically. And mentally. Physically, you can see people start to develop rashes, ticks, and、um, uh, bad posture in low energy. And mentally, of course,、uh, negative emotions, negative air.、Um, they don't, maybe they start lying. To cover up the pain, and they just are not present anymore because they are hurting. And they take that out on other people. And so I really think overwork or the job, the overall outlook of a job in Japan is buried in this type of.、Uh, Shame culture and it's it's damaging to people. With that being said, I do think jobs are beginning to change, especially with AI becoming a big thing. I think Japan will be one of the first countries to really start using artificial intelligence to replace human workers.、Um, they already have robots coming out of、uh, telemi- telecommunications companies like. SoftBank and stuff like that. But once it starts getting widespread, I mean, supermarkets like Amazon Go, and I've seen some automated ones in Japan as well, but not in person on videos. But、uh, I do think Japan will be one of the first countries to really implement artificial intelligence on a massive scale, especially considering that the population is in decline and has been for some time. And another first for Japan will be. They say Japan will be the first hyper aged
uh, or super age, I don't know the terminology, uh, it's a civilization where majority of the people, over half of the people will be above retirement age, above 65. And uh, that's dangerous because you don't have enough people to work. And that's part of the reason why AI is being considered before immigration for what we know, yeah. Uh, so yes, I, with that being said, like I, like I mentioned before, AI and uh, immigration are, have been on the table for, for reversing or trying to change this depopulation problem. And immigration has been put on the back burner for some time because, you know, it's an island nation and uh, immigration is often seen as a danger to societies because of the different the cultural differences and the circumstances of the immigration. And so people are very afraid of people coming from poor nations, especially in Southeast Asia, and flooding into Japan to take advantage of the healthcare system, etc., etc. Although I did just see a quite informative video on uh, from courts, and they were speaking about how immigration, massive mass immigration, has not. Although, although there's a lot of fear, it hasn't. Economists, economists <laughs> haven't proved through uh, their math that mass immigration has detrimentally affected economies or the productivity of the citizens in that country, in those specific countries. So I think it's a lot of fear-mongering, although I'm not saying that, I mean, this is one informative video I've read before, and uh, I can't say that I know but I do have a feeling that a lot of the immigrate the the backlash against open borders is um, fear because I think a lot of what what really is at stake is culture and that's hard to measure. You can't really quantify that. It's different than employee productivity to to measure the effect of a mass a big group of people from a different culture and country to come into yours and affect your culture and the way you live and do things in your homeland so i think that's where the fear is stemming from people don't want to lose them their identities and change is always scary for humans so i understand but it does not give an excuse to treat people in need uh, as animals or l subhuman. That doesn't mean just let anybody in. Uh, of course you do you, you be diligent about it. Uh, but I think in general jobs in Japan will be changed in the future, will change in the future because of multiple factors. 
especially including AI and immigration. Uh, the rugby tournament next year in 2019, as well as the Olympics in 2020, will have will open up the floodgates, I think. And uh, Japan is already being pegged as the next big luxury destination, especially with these events coming up. So I think um, there's going to be some massive changes in Japan in the next coming years, and I'm excited to see what comes of it. So that's what I wanted to say today. If you're looking to come to work in Japan, I really recommend that you look up reviews and opinions from people that have spent time here bef- in that in those companies before and just consider what you can really offer Japan because uh, English teaching, if you're a native speaker, English teaching is not a viable career. It's something, um, it's a good way to get in and connect with the community, but it's not something that you can do long-term for career advancement or happiness. Just ask any of the 20, 30-year veterans that have been here and uh, don't speak to any Japanese people because they isolate themselves in in English-speaking bubbles and are just depressed and very uh, sour to be around. So just do your due diligence if you plan to get a job in Japan. Consider really what your future will look like. Um, That's today. This one's a late one. It's actually the 14th. 11 42 and I'm going to bed I was actually considering going to Kumamoto tomorrow to visit the Aso farmland because they have the dome houses that I would like to build out here in Itoshima uh, after the big earthquake there and I was going to go check it out and see how they are to stay in but uh, you know it's kind of a far it's like a three hour and a half drive same time by train and i don't know (laughs) uh i don't know if i got it in me that's it that might have to be like a and i have some plans on sunday too so yeah that's uh probably for another day but when i do go that will definitely be an episode for you and also uh email for my newsletter in fact i just sent out a free issue of my print newsletter that i send to paid japanese customers in my raw japan community group we meet every week once live to talk about the theme in this the monthly themes for this newsletter that i mail to your doorstop and uh, i just sent out a free issue on my mailing list PDF. So you, if you're interested in that, you can jump on now at brandonchin.net forward slash raw. Just go to the page, type in your email address, and you will get a free book in the process and my daily emails. Uh, one of which I will send out a free newsletter. I will, I can see who joins when. So I usually notice after an episode goes up. 
when uh, I get a few subscribers, I understand that it's from that episode. So go now and uh, get your book at that link, and I will send you a free issue of the newsletter as well. Uh, also, if you're interested in uh, coming to Japan, traveling to Japan without getting on a plane, uh, this free issue of this newsletter, it's basically a monthly newsletter that will include uh, different quotes and passages from books written by Japanese authors that give a clear view of Japanese themes or themes that are very prevalent in everyday Japan. And next month we're talking about death. I'm going to pick a few books that I've been reading or have read from Japanese authors and pick out elements from them to dig into this principle that is prevalent in, you know, Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, and uh, Shinto. And uh, also include an excerpt from my latest novel for the month and ac early access to this for the newsletter subscribers. So, once you sign up for my newsletter, my email newsletter for free at brandonchin.net forward slash raw you'll be taken to the page to join this community and you can check out the details there and uh, get the info just type in your stuff there and you're good to go um, I will see you on the next episode my brain is starting to shut off so take care of yourself, drink water, it's the winter, it might be cold where you are, but you are dehydrated. Drink the water, I know I am, and this kotatsu is nice and warm, but I'm dehydrated. So, time to go drink some water, or juice, get that fruit juice going. Take care of the body, soy milk, what? <laughs> I made some eggnog the other day. It was so bad. I think I mentioned that on a previous part. It's so bad it deserves to be mentioned twice. It was too many. I put too many eggs. I was going crazy. I was like fiending. I mean, it's eggnog is drugs. And I tried to make it. It just didn't work. I just did not look at the direction. I read the recipe and uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I just decided I was going to do my own measurements and the shit didn't work. So uh, I just mentioned it again. Eggnog. My eggnog sucked. Okay. That's enough of this rambling. As always, leave some reviews on iTunes if you enjoy the content or want to hear better content. You can let me know as long as it's an honest opinion and uh, you lose your brains at night <laughs> and uh, help other people find the podcast by leaving a review so see you on the next one take care of yourself